Welcome back to Fucking Fridays. In today's episode, we are going to discuss a tool that we were taught called the piggy bank method or the piggy bank theory and how it pertains to your relationship and how you can utilize this tool. It's a fun one. So here we go. You know what I just realized is we are using a lot of like pig and piggy and oink like <laughs> something about a pig right? I guess right <laughs> yeah um, way to point that out it's yeah interesting I thought that was really funny but welcome back you guys we are going to be discussing this piggy bank tool theory whatever you want to call it people have also called it like um your emotional or your relationship bank is what our therapist essentially yeah it started with the theory of an emotional deposit. So we'll go over what the original theory stands for and what it means to put a, an emotional deposit into mm -hmm. your partner's piggy bank. Um, and then we'll also talk about some like tangible items that would pertain to a piggy bank. Um, so to kind of get to it, to understand this method, what the piggy bank method stands for is it's a tool and it started with uh, this gentleman that started with the emotional deposit. So if we're thinking of what an emotional deposit would be into a piggy bank, we're talking about um, loving touches, kisses, hugs. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think we should first start with kind of explaining how it works. That is a type of deposit, but how our therapist explained it was you wouldn't go withdraw from your bank account if you didn't have money in there, right? Sure. And when you have a job, you do the job and you get paid. So essentially your bank is going up and up and up with every good thing that you do Accruing or your job. Over time, right? Yes. And then when, you know, an accident happens or an emergency or you need to do something, you you take from your bank. But you still have, an, the theory is you still have enough within the bank if you need to pull out of it. Yes. So the relationship piggy bank is basically you do things that make your partner feel good or make your partner feel happy. So that way, like, let's say, you know, when, for example, I, when I cheated on Taylor, it was a really big withdrawal because I did some, yeah, exactly. It was a really big withdrawal because, you know, I hurt her so badly. It like took a toll on her emotionally. So like kind of look at this as your personal bank. Yeah. We're not talking actual like numbers and finances Yeah. Here. Yeah. So for example, like Taylor was saying, the emotional deposits, like a hug every day, a kiss. Those are little deposits she's making into my bank with me that make me feel good about my relationship with her. To help uh, in, in return to help avoid that emotional withdrawal, similar to the concept of money in a bank. Yeah, yeah. So why we started going to therapy, as you heard in some previous episodes, is Taylor and I were essentially withdrawing from each other's banks getting in fights, arguing with each other, triggering each other, but we weren't making enough deposits to each other to be able to account for those withdrawals. So essentially we were just in the negatives going yeah. and getting in debt, getting in debt. <laughs> um, and one thing I'll, I'll start with too, uh, keep it simple to start. So like for me, 
a simple deposit in my bank is just listening to me, making sure that I feel uh, heard. And that is an emotional deposit when I can tell, sense, understand, and see that Sophia is listening to my needs or listening to, you know, maybe I had a a bad day at work or just a personal time. Um, You know, there are times I reflect on my dad passing or certain things. And instead of assuming like, oh, they're just in a bad mood, like I want to avoid them. No, that's actually a perfect time to deposit into your partner's piggy bank. Yeah. And it's, I remember when we first heard this from my therapist, I was like, I don't really like that. Like to me, there should be respect always. Right. Right. But it's human nature. It's how we are. It, this, you know, I had to reshape my mindset to look at it this way because I will be honest. I was like, you should be depositing to me all the time. Like (laughs) if you love me, right. That's how it works. But as a grown to me, I thought, you know, what a relationship to be, what a relationship should be is just deposits. Like you're in love and that's kind of how it is when you're young and in love. Cause you're just excited and all that good stuff. But a real relationship, there are going to be withdrawals to your pride, you know, to your mindset, to your yeah. relationship. So, and everybody's different. So the piggy bank, you know, we'll go over what a piggy bank means to us, but, um, this is a time where after this episode, we would encourage all of you listening to, think of your piggy bank. And even if you're single, start thinking of what, what is a piggy bank? Have I ever, you know, have I ever practiced the piggy bank method before? Truthfully, we did not until couples therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, and this thing goes a long way and we're going to get into that when again, we're uh, uh, going over when you have those withdrawals, the goal is that your piggy bank is so full that at a time you have a withdrawal, your piggy bank is still full, not empty. Yeah, yeah. So a good um, example for Taylor and I, I would say, was um, if Taylor and I got into an argument and let's say Taylor had an outburst, that was such a huge withdrawal for me. And we would be having arguments almost daily. So it was just like withdraw, withdraw, withdraw. But on the flip side, since I felt so drained. I didn't feel like I needed to deposit into Taylor. So we were both just broke when it came to like our emotional piggy banks, essentially. Emotionally spent is a word. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we kind of talked about is how do you start from zero with your partner? Um, I think that first acknowledging a piggy bank would be great because like I said, One of you might feel like somebody needs to give to you and you feel like you don't need to give. But if you're in a relationship and you're listening to this podcast and you're trying to get better and you're an adult, you do need to decide, okay, I need to start making deposits and so does the other person. Yeah. And this all goes back to communication. You know, you can't just assume, which is something Sophia and I were notorious for, unfortunately, was, you know... I knew in my mind what my deposits were, um, but these are things we don't think of. We just, we know in our mind as humans and we're all so different. I knew what my uh, deposits needed to be from my partner, which is Sophia and vice versa. 
but it was something that we didn't talk about. Yeah, so, exactly. Or Taylor would do certain things that she thought was a deposit for me. But to me, I was like, ah, that's like a $1 deposit. Like, you know, that's <laughs> not what matters to me in this moment in our relationship, essentially. Yeah. So if we go back to, if, if the first question is, okay, here we are, we're talking about the piggy bank. Where do you start? So the first uh, recommendation to start that Sophia and I had to do in therapy was, okay, well, what, are, what are these deposits that would be meaningful to you? Because some of the deposits that I consider deposit are things that Sophia mentioned, uh, are not deposits on her end. So first and foremost, again, having a sit down conversation and going over what are your deposits and what are your partner's deposits? Cause they could be completely different. And then on the flip side, you're going to have very similar deposits as well. Um, you can't really deposit something and assume, uh, I made this mistake. I was like, Oh, I freaked out. I got upset with you. So I'm going to do this, this, and this, as Sophia mentioned, she was like, that isn't really a deposit for me. Right. Versus on my end, I mentioned my number one deposit is, is feeling heard. Um, again, deposits aren't always tangible, uh, but they Mm -hmm. can be. So, you know, think of it on a scale or a spectrum. There's a variety of deposits that can be made. Um, but if we're going back to where to start, first and foremost, you're going to have to have that conversation with your partner yeah. and really think outside of the box. You know, obviously feeling heard, communicating um, for Sophia, one of her deposits or withdrawals is when I get loud or escalate. That's something that we know now. Um, but you have to define those areas first, because if you don't define them, they don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. And the point is, is like to have a really long stretch of time with just depositing to each other. Right. So that way when a withdrawal happens, um, you're like, well, I have so much in my bank, like this little thing that I was guilty of this, if a withdrawal would happen, whether it was big or small on Taylor's end, it would really bother me. But once I started paying attention to the deposits Taylor was making, if a small withdrawal happened, I would be like, you know what? I can let that go. Like we've been on a really good one, like for the last couple weeks or essentially. So I think maybe we should just start from zero, babe. We are in Arizona still, you know, adjusting. And I feel like maybe our deposits are a little bit different. It might be good to do kind of like a live, like what a deposit would be for me now. So like kind of just to fill you guys in when Taylor and I first started dating, me being like a little messy was kind of like something that would withdraw from Taylor. Like it would make her upset, you know, if, or maybe like annoy her and it would withdraw from her emotional piggy bank. I feel like I've gotten better at that. So that's why, you know, so, so when we talked about it with our therapist, Taylor would be like, Hey, you putting the dishes away and doing the laundry would be a great deposit for me. Yeah. So we, we did that and we're going to start from zero and kind of decide what our, what our uh, deposits would be out here because we're living a totally different lifestyle than we were when we first started going to therapy. Yeah. Let's start with, um, I kind of want to, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I do believe, uh, deposits start with like, kind of like the basics. Okay. And then they get more broad, which again, I would consider maybe tangible, but again, tangible doesn't always mean that it's bigger and better. Yeah. So one deposit 
uh, for example, that we could start with. Yeah, what's a deposit you would like for me? In the morning, um, well, this is something we do already. In the morning, a deposit that I make to Sophia to start the day is um, I just naturally wake up early every day. And I know that she loves tea in the morning. So, and again, it's tangible, but it's so small. Yeah. When I notice that Sophia is awake, I give her a kiss on the forehead and tell her good morning. And then I give her her space. Yep. And I would consider that a deposit in me, like leaving me alone in the morning (laughs) is huge. But having my tea there, I, I do appreciate that. So it's kind of for me, two in one. I'm like, hey, okay, she's awake now. A nice, gentle forehead kiss, cheek kiss. If mm-hmm. I'm lucky, uh, an actual smooch. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, and then I'll, I'll step aside and I'm like, okay, she's awake now. I can make her her fresh tea. Now, keep in mind, you might be thinking on the flip side, like that's just part of her routine drinking tea. It is. But it's also considered a deposit if your partner allows you to consider it. And she does. Yeah. Yeah. If I was somebody that was like, I don't like my tea made that way, this would be different. But that is a nice way to do a small little deposit in the morning. Uh, One thing on for Sophia that I enjoy is, you know, if Sophia says, oh, you look good today or your buns on fleek. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that's just a small little deposit where she's verbally um what would you call it verbally affirming like hey you look good um you know a lot of times you get in the habit once you've dated or or been married to somebody for so long you know you forget that it's good to compliment one another yeah and those are deposits that go a long way telling your wife you look good telling your husband you look hot um I like when you gelled your hair today or, you know, yeah. that I really like that color blue on you. Those are deposits, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. A deposit for me is right now, Taylor and I are really trying to grow as a couple and as individuals. So um, if we get into an argument and she says, let's oink race right now, that's actually her depositing into my bank because she... Like, that's how I want things handled. Even though I might not handle them every way, that would be like a huge sure. deposit for me. Or what another, like a bigger deposit would be is, hey, my mom's coming into town. Like, can we please, you know, make sure that we give her the most attention? Or do you mind like taking her to go do this while I have this phone call? Sure. That would be like a bigger deposit, yeah. essentially. And the goal is with these deposits are you know, not to make the person who's depositing feel drained, you know, because if you go into this mindset of, oh my gosh, I have to, now I have to kiss her every day and compliment her every day. You know, if you're already thinking that, then I would question your relationship, but you know, yeah. you, you should, you should want to compliment your partner. And again, once you hit that three-year threshold, it's like, they're just little things that they don't cross our mind. We're not in the dating, you know, realm again. We don't have to constantly make these little deposits like maybe we did once we started dating because we're like, well, we're married now or, oh, we have four kids. Yeah. What, what's this deposit about? But it really helps mend your relationship. And as Sophia mentioned, when we heard of this theory, we were just like, what the yeah. fuck? It, like an emotional deposit. That's kind of like we practiced that anyway. And we realized as we looked into the piggy bank theory and the emotional um, portion of it, intangible items that we actually weren't practicing it 
that. No, we were, like we said, just draining our bank accounts, essentially. And I would say if you are really stuck, like we could talk about all these good little withdrawal or deposits and withdrawals, like those are easy. I think what we need to do is get into like the really big deposits and the really big withdrawals because that's where you can get stuck and where things can get really, really toxic. So if I'm remembering correctly, when we were meeting with our therapist, starting from zero, I think she was like, hey, you guys just need like a week, the next couple days where you guys aren't necessarily trying to deposit into each other, but you're also trying not to withdraw. Like you, sure. you guys literally just need a break from even going to the ATM, <laughs> like focus on yourself, like first start depositing into yourself. So that would be a really, really big That's one. first and foremost. That's something yeah. that I struggled with is uh, being a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have your own deposits for yourself or your own affirmations, um, and I'm sure we all go through this as humans, you know, we struggle with confidence and reassuring our own self. So it's like, you know, think think of this too, you know, in a relationship, you need to have your own deposits, like Sophia said. Yeah, Be yeah. Your own, you are your best hype person. Yeah, going always. like going to the gym, making sure your mind's right. Like that's not only a deposit for you, but for someone like in me and Taylor's situation, her taking herself to the gym is actually depositing a little bit into me because I know that Taylor's a better wife to me when she's a better person to herself. And let's explain this. um, I started getting back into the gym within the last year of being married But Sophia was like, I'm, this is actually a good example. You brought up the gym. So it wasn't a matter of, I want you to look sexy. I mean, maybe, but it was more so, Hey, we're going to have kids and I want you to be healthy for our family. I'm not Mm -hmm. asking you to be the most buff ripped person, but 30 minutes on an incline treadmill, like that shows me that you care that when we have children, Mm -hmm. you're going to be able to handle them. Or if the kid wants to go outside and rip some baseball hits or yeah. shoot some hoops or go on a run that you're going to be able to keep up with that. Um, so, you know, a lot of, a lot of this during that time, it, I wasn't able to understand like, Oh, she just wants me to look the hottest. Now I understand. It's you don't even actually- have to go to the gym to be the hottest. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Taylor has the most amazing genetics. Anyway, whatever the point is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I didn't realize that it was like once Sophia explained that this was for my own well-being and for our family and, you know, the history of my dad dying at at 55 years old, you know, I'm already past his half-life or or at his Mm half-life. So right now, you know, it's, it's, it's crucial for me to take care of my body or eat less, you know, and all this processed food. So um, great example. Yeah. I also, like I said, I don't want to leave you guys hanging. Like I, I want, I don't want to shy away from the hard and the big things. So like, for example, let's say, you know, you're with somebody who, you know, maybe they get really angry or some, or something when they drink. Um, I always thought like, a relapse moment like so for me and Taylor our relapse moment would when we would have a really big toxic fight and to me when that would happen I would be like it's over like we're here nothing has changed and what I've learned as I've you know been getting older is 
a relapse doesn't necessarily mean you erase all the progress. And to me, looking at it as like a piggy bank made it a lot easier once it kind of clicked in my head. You know, if you're with somebody who is great for months on end and then they drink and have a really angry moment or they relapse with drugs or whatever it might be like, or just stress. Yeah. It, you have to be drugs or alcohol. Exactly. Uh, stress, you know, stress at work, stress at home, feeling like you don't have enough time to maybe give your partner, you know, what you want because yeah. maybe kids are involved, family members, or you get home, you work a different shift. Um, that's something that we struggled with when, you know, I first moved to California yeah. was working a different shift. So, um, again, start off with communicating defining this sounds silly uh but one thing Sophia and I did to help us understand what the piggy bank meant for each of us was writing down a list what are what deposits mean to me and what are some of the deposits that mean to her um because again we can come up with all of these things and ideas in our mind um it's kind of like goal setting when you actually tangibly write out your goals and you repeat it and speak it out loud you have a much clearer understanding of what you want for yourself and what you want out of your partner yeah and you don't want to be that partner that you know fucked up made a big withdrawal emotionally from your partner but then be like shit everything I've been doing the last like three months means nothing like I've been on my a game I I still want to keep in context like starting with small so um, we're talking listening being genuine small gestures a kiss a hug we talked about this a few episodes ago you know multiple hugs throughout the day or if you guys are away from your nine to five you know First thing you guys do when you get home is you should just give a hug. That is an emotional deposit right off the jump. Some people that hug like me and you all the time, like to me, those are like little scents that go into our bank now. You know what I mean? still a deposit. I'm just speaking for everybody here. Um, You know, if we're thinking of a list, um, kind of starting small to big, you know, listening, being genuine, or even saying hi in the morning or when you get home, uh, noticing likable qualities about your partner. Um, expressions of gratitude, showing oh, yeah. support, just saying, "Hey, thank you for pick, thank you for picking up groceries, yeah, thank you for making the bed." Those those are deposits that are important. That now I feel like we're better at. But I remember when we were first trying to get it down, it was like we weren't thanking each other for jack shit. <laughs> and you know, when I think of the list growing at a scale, or you know, maybe more meaningful would be providing support and assistance, um, which we'll go over some of these. Um, but I I would say a a big one for me would be like going beyond my role as a, as a partner. Now, when I'm talking about going beyond my role, what that means for me is, um, we are two females obviously. So, um, I do like to think that I'm the man of the house or woman of the house, Um, But because I am such an emotional woman, you know, sometimes even I don't give myself the deposit of Mm -hmm. that I am. So what I mean by that is allowing myself to deposit uh, an emotional role to Sophia to let her know that I got her back. I can be her backbone. And even if things are stressful, that I still am going to provide and hold down the fort. Yeah. And... I'm sorry. 
I'm getting emotional because um, I feel a little drained right now in my bank account with that part. And it's just been on my mind like all day. So I'm sorry. Okay. But um, yeah, I feel like um, what I really need right now is like someone that can like hold it down for me and I could like, okay. you know. So it's a good episode. Yeah, it's a good episode because Taylor just planned this really, really awesome, amazing 30th birthday for me. I had such a good time and that was a fat daddy deposit. <laughs> you know you deserved it yeah um i think uh a good deposit for both people um would be to share common interests one thing a lot of couples lose sight of is again you're already together but don't forget the reason you found common ground and made this damn thing work to begin with. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about it before the honeymoon phase. It's so hard to let that die out. And don't, don't let me steer you wrong. We have hundred percent lost sight of that before multiple times. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not perfect and we, there's times we still struggle with it. And that's why even Sophia and I, we, we could do better at this piggy bank and I'm excited. Yeah. We're talking about it because you know, it's it's not necessarily always on the forefront, but if you continue to practice it and, you know, if you're the one getting the deposit, take a second to reflect that, hey, I just got a deposit. Yeah. You know, we yeah. get so caught up in uh, this is just part of the day. This is, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. I um, think it's also important to recognize, like, when you withdraw from your partner because I think for a while we would just kind of fight back and forth, not noticing how much of a toll it was taking. And I think at least for myself, I feel like I am in a better place that I'm like, okay, like I need to knock it off for the rest of the night or whatever. Like it doesn't need to be day three, day four. I do remember our therapist telling us a deposit actually is um, having a stress or a reduced stressed conversation. And this is something I struggled with with Sophia. If I knew she was upset or I was upset, I, I wasn't and have not at times been able to talk to her calmly. It was just, oh, she's pissed or she's upset I did this. So fuck it, everything's out the window. And in reality, all Sophia wanted was for me to sit down and hear her, which I talked about that was my deposit is, you know, just being heard and, and listened to. So if you're upset, if you're angry, if you're mad, if you're flustered, if you're frustrated, yes, you can let your partner know um, with the deposit, you know, could be added how your tone is, mm -hmm. Um you know, one a big one for me. Yeah. Sophia, cause there, you know, there are times I would just get so heightened and so escalated. And in my mind, I would know at that time that, well, I fucked up anyway. So what does it matter if I yell and tell her I'm frustrated? Cause I yeah. thought that maybe it was already, you know, out the mm -hmm. window, but a deposit for Sophia would be to literally have a stress reduced conversation at a low tone. Yeah. Yeah. That's something. That's a big deposit. Let's see. Other deposits now that we're in Arizona. Walking Java is a big one. Yeah. So now that you're 
talking about like here being in Arizona, uh, a really big deposit would be sharing routines together. So I, I think this is actually a, a huge one is sharing routines. So one would be walking Java. Yeah, because now we have a backyard. We used to live in a condo where one of us had to walk him. And now like him getting a walk is kind of like a treat. So like today I walked him. I hope that's like a little five, $10 deposit into your thing because we're taking care of our baby and we, we know it makes him happy and tired, even though he's been really loud during this episode. Or I'll share one that's interesting. Um, one of my goals for 2024 was to, or is to cold plunge. If I'm being completely honest, I'm struggling to cold plunge. Uh, it's freaking cold in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. But by sharing this goal or routine or ritual, if you will, with Sophia allowed her to be like, you know what? My wife tried cold plunging, so I'm going to do it. And yeah. now my wife is, uh, you are yeah. interested and I've seen her go in and cold plunge. And now I can laugh because you know why I only lasted 30 seconds the first time yep. initially. But um, I think developing goals and rituals and routines is, is a huge part of a deposit because you know, we're supposed to look up to our partners. And the second that you feel like you're looking down on them is unfortunately when you start to like disrespect them or you, you feel better than. So if you can have shared routines or one thing Sophie and I uh, try to do, not every time, but uh, we do try to block time off together going to the gym. Mm -hmm. um, or one, one day she's like, today she was like, I'm going to walk Java. So tomorrow... I'm going to take Java for his walk. Yeah. Um, another deposit out here, which I think is cute, we've kind of been doing is we live like kind of far from things, like 20 minutes from town. So whenever Taylor's out or whenever I'm out, I'm like, is there anything you need while oh. we're out? Because it is so it would be a withdrawal if I'm like, you didn't even ask me. And now I have to go all the way out back. to. It's the actually city. a good one. Ask, yeah. your, ask your partner. Like, I'm not saying, you know, there's some people that are like, you know, I don't need to call and text my my person throughout the day while I'm at work. But if you're headed home from work, send a voice note. Hey, I'll be home in 30. I'm going to stop at the gas station. Would you like your favorite candy bar? Like, mm -hmm. absolutely. Anything that you need, make your life easier. I will. Always a good deposit. I'll share, uh, this is a tangible item, but I had, uh, had a stressful week two weeks ago. It just, one of those days at work where things were just not going my way. And, uh, I also had therapy at the same time. And I was like, man, this is just a shitty Monday. It's, you know, it happens, right? Mm -hmm. Um, if you don't know, I love coffee and, Sophia, I came down from my therapy session and Sophia was just standing there by the stairs and she was like, I got you a coffee. I don't know what you like, but I did my best. And I was just like, you just got me a Starbucks coffee. Like I, I was like amazed. I was in love. I was so happy. <laughs> oh my God. All you it know. takes is a coffee. But the thing <laughs> is, is I literally remember thinking I was just like, how can I one make her day better and in a way that's like how can I deposit into her because to be honest I normally wouldn't do that <laughs> I think it was the first time you like in seven years left to go get me a coffee yeah so this was one of those deposits where it's not like you know so again if you're like okay they're talking about depositing every day and then they have this one grand deposit this is what's kind of fun about the piggy bank and why we you know now Sophia and I didn't talk about this where I was like, hey, if you ever have the opportunity to get me a coffee, but you should know your partner. 
You know, yeah. if you know there's something you love your them, partner really likes, yeah. you'll just think outside of the box. Sophia just knew like, you know what? I don't know if telling her I love her, giving her a hug after a shitty day is actually going to mean anything. Let me go get her something. Um, now, when we're speaking of tangible things, this could be flowers, right? If you fucked up, if it's Valentine's Day, fellas, always get your lady flowers, something. Get flowers once a quarter. Good rule of thumb. <laughs> once a quarter, get your girl flowers once a season. Once a season. I like that. Um but that's a good example how not only was that like that wasn't like our relationship being drained that was like your personal bank was drained that day so I was like here let me just slide over a little deposit <laughs> an actual <laughs> little deposit. transfer um, <laughs> I think a really big one too if we get into like the nitty-gritty would be your own integrity how do you define integrity and how do you and how do you deposit integrity this is something I struggle with that I actually want to get better at. Okay. Um, being honest with your partner. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying I'm like lying to you all the well, time. Well, th- this is a good one because to me, being honest, even if it hurts my feelings, is a deposit to me. That's what I don't I'm know how at. to explain it. That's what I'm getting at. Your personal integrity means... Yeah, if I'm, if I'm thinking of it correctly, it would be like your morals, your face value, your actions, your decisions. Like this is all integrity and everybody does have different integrity. But you again, you're with your partner. You should be for those reasons. Right. Yeah. Um. So it's like, how do you define or how do you how do you add your personal integrity into your uh, partner's bank? Yeah, this is a good one. And we just had an episode on the vape. So instead of like me finding the vape or like, I don't know, me finding out Taylor vape, I should have, I wouldn't have liked it if Taylor said, Hey, I'm vaping today, but I would have preferred her to say, Hey, it's the weekend. I bought a vape. I am going to vape. Exactly. That's a perfect example. I would, would I be happy? No, but to me, it's much more respectful, respectable for you to just like tell me. It's much more respectful for you to just tell me how it is. You know, you don't need to say, I don't care what you think, but hey, I'm sorry this is happening, but I've decided I'm doing this. So you for know, the it's weekend. funny that you bring uh, the vape up. Um, so, with integrity comes temptations. <laughs> <laughs> so, that would be an example of, you know, integrity. Because if you think about it, like our goals, our mindset, or, or our, our, um, our values can get misconstrued and sometimes they change. The truth is, as you get yeah. older, things things change. One thing that um, I've struggled with with Sophia was like, you know what? I don't want to upset her. So I'm not going to lie to her. I'm just not going to tell her. Yeah. Which to me is like a, a white, white lie. lie. Yeah. yeah. There it is. So that's something that I'm actually still working on, which would be an example of the vape mm-hmm. where I didn't tell her because I was like, well, if I fucking tell her, she's going to be pissed. So, but she ended up finding it anyway rule of thumb, it will always come to find you. So just be honest. Mm -hmm. And I'm still learning that, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. However, you know, there are reservations to tell you things because I I do get nervous because, you know, at the end of the day, we don't want to let our partner down. But on the flip side of it, if we can just be honest and give them our best personal integrity, whether it's challenging, there's temptations involved, um, yeah, it's like it's like just give it to me straight. Don't give me a check that's gonna bounce. 
Just either make the deposit (laughs) or make the little withdrawal or whatever it's going to be, you know, at the at the time. Yeah. So I think that's. Uh, a huge deposit as well to keep in mind your, your morals, your values. Um, and I encourage you all to, you know, recalibrate about those things. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely talk about what, you know, a a nice deposit would be. It kind of goes back to that communication, what I would like to see around the house or what I need help with. I do want to open it up, babe. Now that we're kind of talking about ground zero, are there any withdrawals that I might be making that I don't know that I'm making here? that you might want to talk to me about. So like, I'll give you one example of mine. I have a withdrawal. Go ahead. And I'll, I'll so it's a very little withdrawal. It's maybe like a 50 cent withdrawal. But like even today, like when I was working and you kind of tried to like chime in, like during the eight hour work day, I kind of need to like stay focused. What did I chime you, in on? I think you were just like, I have a really good idea. It was probably about the podcast or even you like texted oh. me or you were like, do you have any pictures from this? And like, it was a small withdrawal to me and it maybe I'll call it just something that like bugged me. But since we're on the mic and kind of opening it up, I'll just tell you like work hours. Let's keep it there. So is there anything since we moved here that might be like annoying you that I do that might be withdrawing from the bank a little bit? Um, trying to think. I mean, unfortunately, thinking right off the top of my head, okay. I, I don't. I have some. Don't get me wrong. I know. I'm, I'm uh, sure you do. You know. I actually, I'm sure it's picking up my clothes off the floor. I feel like I've gotten really bad lately with that. <laughs> well, part of that is I used to get upset, right? <laughs> and now I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it because it's in front of my face. And Poor I'm babe. so, ef- no, I'm, I'm so efficient anyway. Um, also, it's no secret us working from home. I have to take a break every 30 minutes. It's like a five minute break. Mm-hmm. I will come down the stairs. If there's anything out of place, I'll reorganize it. If there's a couple of dishes need put away. So that's just how my brain works anyway. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this is an example of this used to be a withdrawal and now it's really not. Yeah. Now, if it was a shit ton of clothes every day and you were just super messy like mm-hmm. you used to be, yes, it would still be a, w- a withdrawal, but it's... It's not really like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably pick up more poop in the backyard too. <laughs> like I never do that too. Again, this is me trying to be the the man in the relationship. I I'm sorry, fellas. I hate to say it, but I am a firm believer. Even though I'm a lady, I am the macho of the house. At least I want to be right. Your wife, your girlfriend should not be picking up dog shit, and she should not be taking the trash out. That's right, babe. I that is my job. And one, if you're a guy or a dyke and want to stay in shape, (laughs) sorry, excuse my language. You should be picking up that fucking trash and lifting it in the trash bin and you should be wheeling it out. Now, if you ask your wife or partner, Hey, I'm not going to be home till nine o'clock tonight. We need to get that trash out. You know, obviously negotiate those things, but when it comes to dog for me, yeah. Well, when it comes to dog poop, trash, those things, you know, I, I feel like that's my responsibility and I actually enjoy doing it. Okay. Cool. Um, one thing I will say that could be a, a mutual piggy bank. This is something that Sophia and I mm-hmm. learned is for example, um, I am the one that will gather the laundry, throw it in. Right. So we have this deal. If I get the load started, switch it out, 
when it's all dry, I dump it in a pile and then Sophia will put on her housewives mm-hmm. and put on a TV show and yep. then she will fold it. Yep. Um, or another example would be the dishwasher. Sophia loads the dishwasher, rinses the stuff off, and then I will unload it. We kind of talked about this with like cooking and stuff. Um, there definitely is a stigma on male and female roles. You know, if the guy's the one making more money, the woman should have the hot meal cooked and everything done. Yeah, yes and no. I, I grew up in that household. Um, and, so did and I. It was hard. And I, so did I. I feel and bad. I don't think it really worked, to be honest. I don't think so either. I'm like, my mom, <laughs> you know, and you know my dad was the breadwinner yeah um but my mom just that's all she did and keep in mind my mom was still working a nine to five as well so she was coming home and taking care of that stuff so my point with this is you know try to also find a balance in these deposits because the last thing you want when you're when we're talking about this piggy bank is for one of you to feel well, I'm already making all these deposits and yes. he's not making And he's just know. withdrawing or they're just withdrawing and Yeah. You know, so, it's gotta be fair. I think everything's straight, gay. It goes it's, both ways. It's tag teaming. It's gotta be a team effort. It's a hundred percent tag teaming and that's something that you and I I I personally feel we have down is Yes, we're still working on areas and I think, you know, since we've been podcasting, it's opened up a lot of fun opportunities but uh, just real communication you know when we podcast like this shit is live it's raw and you know there's times Sophie and I don't recognize things until we go over this and this is an example of a good reminder reflecting on it like we try to be very mutual when it comes to these deposits even though these deposits may mean different things Mm -hmm. to us I think uh, it would be I kind of want to go over some withdrawals like we okay. talked a lot about deposits. Yeah, um, I'll give a couple more examples. But let's talk about withdrawals because some people may not know like what is a withdrawal? Yeah. Other than like maybe tone or fighting. So what are some withdrawals? So um giving attitude or if some if you are trying to say your piece to your partner and they just don't want to hear it they walk away not like in a bad way they're just like nope you're wrong if they put you down I would say that's a withdrawal um hey babe I know you're going out with the boys tonight can you please be home by 10 and they don't come home till 3 a.m that's a withdrawal um this could be good or bad for some people. I do cuss here and there, but some people's withdrawal could be cussing when you're yeah. talking to your partner. Yeah. Um, it could be taken out of context. So um, if I'm like shooting the shit with my friends, my homies or something, that's one thing. But one thing I actually, I used to have such a potty mouth growing up. I think I was trying to be cool. Yeah. And then the older I got, granted, I still cuss. But when I talk to Sophia, I've, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, Try not to cuss at you now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we both kind of made that decision at one point that we were like, we're cussing way too much. And once cuss words come in, maybe that means it's escalating. So we tried to cut that back. So I think this might be a good one. We've all been around, you know, a couple or parents or aunts and uncles where they kind of like they you you dig at your partner in public and that just makes you feel like shit. That's yeah, a withdrawal that's a for sure. One. We don't. Yeah, that's cheating. Bad. Obviously, is a is a big withdrawal. I would say blaming. Yeah, um, blaming. Blaming could be a withdrawal. Um, 
breaking promises. Yep. This this kind of goes to each relationship. Everybody has that thing. Yeah. Like Taylor and I's is an escalated fight. That's a huge withdrawal. For Taylor, it's me saying something extremely rude in a rude tone to her. That's her biggest withdrawal from me. So think of like a good example is your deposit's going to be the opposite of your withdrawal, right? So if you're kind, you're loving, you're, the withdrawal would be being rude or yeah. being absent, right? Not being yep. present in the relationship. If you're thinking of um, courtesy, love language, that's, you know, the withdrawal would be being blunt, not seeing it for what it is mm-hmm. and appreciating that love. Uh, keeping promises would be a deposit. Breaking a promise would be a withdrawal, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Loyalty, right? If you're loyal, um, that's a deposit. And if you're disloyal or dishonest, mm-hmm. that would be a withdrawal. Yeah, getting caught lying. Yeah. That's a withdrawal. Um, I think a big deposit, actually. Um, or finding them de- DMing something. That's a huge withdrawal. I feel like that oh, happens yeah. a lot, especially Social we're married media. now. We're past that. But I feel like, you know, in my 20s, I've heard that from my friends all the time. Like, found the Tinder on their on their phone. Withdraw. Yeah. I know, like, social media right now, is it's challenging. But I think another big deposit would actually be apologizing and meaning it. Oh, yeah. That's a great deposit. And withdrawal. Not easy to do. Yeah. Withdrawal would be, you mentioned earlier, like your pride getting in the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care if you're a male or or a female. I think a lot of us, of us do have pride issues. And even I've struggled with this where I was like, well, I wasn't wrong. Why would I, why would I apologize? I'm not the one that mm-hmm. was rude or something. Yeah. Right? Um, but when you can own your shit and sometimes flip the script, I hate to say it, but the truth is there is so much power <laughs> in apologizing yes. and owning you messed up. Cause the moment you're like, I'm sorry, I messed up. If they continue to argue you, it's a they, them problem. As long as you mean it, I feel like this has kind of happened to us sometimes. Actually, Oh no, it has. That's why I'm using it. Or another example would be, um, we kind of go back to the oink race when you reflect on the speaker would be a deposit would be, I'm sorry you feel that way. That wasn't my intention to make you feel that way. So what's so cool about all of these tools is they they truthfully go hand in hand, mm-hmm. which is why I can't say we've mastered them, but we do have a good understanding. No, and they take practice. And now while we're podcasting, we're practicing them more. And we could tell you we, we got out of practice with it. So practice the oink race, practice the piggy bank, we're going to have way more tools for you guys to do a lot of reflecting. Um, being mindful, I think, is the biggest thing. No, you know, you don't have to tell your partner, oh, I just made you breakfast. Like, that's a deposit. But like, if you know, like, I just deposited that, that should feel good to you. And yeah. in turn, hopefully, you know, boost your confidence as well. But again, when you flip it, you need to make sure that deposit is working for your partner. Because if you think, you're just filling, filling, filling into them. They're not, you know, it's definitely a conversation to have. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think having just one mindful conversation, Hey, my emotional piggy bank's kind of low. Like I need, I need it. I need, you know, some deposits these next couple of days. I think just start there. Yeah. So I hope that, you know, this helped you Guys, you know, be mindful of withdrawing and piggy banks. I think if you want to start from zero, just take 
just even with yourself, say, how do I feel right now? Do I feel drained? Do I feel really happy? You could be super happy in your relationship right now. Just be mindful. That means that your bank is full. I would recommend talking about this with your partner and feel free to always DM me and Taylor if you have any questions. And I did want to say if you guys are liking our podcast, please share it. Please like it. Please follow it on Spotify. It'll help other people um, find our podcast and DM us with any questions, comments, feedback. We'd love to hear it. So happy fucking Fridays, everybody. Yep. Love you all. Happy fucking Friday. Thank you.